Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. We're back. We're back. Stop interrupting. (laughs) TJ, we had this conversation off screen. If you interrupt me at any point... One more time. (laughs) You're done. You're fired. At any point, TJ, we talked about this. If you interrupted me, I would come over and slap you. Oh, shit. (laughs) With what? With with the clapboard. I was hoping it would be that. (laughs) Which, by the way... Ooh. But... Nice. I've decided I'm going to be nice. I'm going to restrain myself. So I'll give you... Uh, three strikes. And then I'm One, out. two, three strikes, you're out. At the old ball game. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mr. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm John Phillips. I'm the other guy, Trevor. That's Hi. Trevor. And you might be wondering, what is going on with the setup? The hell's going on? We got some new background stuff here. We do. Some new background stuff over there. We decided to change things up. Didn't we, TJ? We have. It's a it's a new setup. It I'm is. Liking it. I'm liking it too. TJ is actually a, a, a part of the dark side of the force, and so that's why he's in red. So I wanted you guys to sort of key in on that. Yeah. I'm a good guy. Remember, remember that. I'm the good guy. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so TJ's all in red. Yeah. I'm in blue. Actually, I do get a little red, but maybe I'm a gray Jedi. I'm kind of both. Kind of both, you know. Fair enough. Going on. But nice one, Qui-Gon. <laughs> thank you. But we're trying a new setup out, yeah. and this isn't the final version of it, obviously, but we're, this is this is a, a big step forward in the direction of trying something new. We're working towards something new. Yes. And we you also notice a different lighting setup, too. It's not that warm orange light that we had before. This is better for... We think for cameras and yeah, it's. I mean, we had the LEDs before, but they were like the, uh, the little lights. But yeah, I mean, yeah, most of it was yellow and harsh and gross, and now we got LEDs. Yes, Yay. looks all nice. And other than that, I think we can really get into today's business, TJ. Unless you have something you need to tell me that's important and maybe might destroy our friendship. My ex-wife is coming to town. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, it's. A, I mean, I got nothing. Okay. I don't think. All right. Well, on today's agenda, after I try and regain, or not, I shouldn't say regain, but try and gain a LaCroix sponsorship. LaCroix, you see us, get us, sponsor us. Sell out. <laughs> Shut up. He sells out. <laughs> Oh, my God. Have you ever felt you needed a cold beverage and needed to relax? Well, look no further than LaCroix. You're destroying the Waterloo sponsorship that we're totally getting. (laughs) Okay. See, my whole thing with that is we've only done Waterloo once, okay? We don't have the – we've built too much of a foundation already. Yeah, with LaCroix. With LaCroix. So we well, LaCroix is like that uh, that ex-girlfriend we just just can't get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We know water, Waterloo is just a little bit better, but, you know, we just can't shake a nice old LaCroix. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> TJ, what yeah. is on today's agenda? Uh, the Iron Claw. Isn't this how they do it? Like this? Something like that. I think the pinky might be out, but I can't tell. Oh, 
Well, remember, it's like kind of like that. I'm it's trying to do the like Iron that. Claw, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, they can see that. Well, if they're only listening on audio. Oh, okay, true. Which, if you want to listen to us on audio, remember there's Spotify, Apple Spooky. Podcasts, Google Play, all that stuff. But we're also on YouTube. That's where the, you can get the visual stuff. But as TJ said, we got the Iron Claw. We're going to talk about the Iron Claw, which we'll get into here in a second. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations, which is quite quite relevant given the fact that Iron Claw got zero. Yeah, not a... Even though a lot of people thought it would be in contention for definitely nominations and maybe even some wins, potentially. The only thing I have for us before we get into the Iron Claw is some lovely sound uh, Sound board bites that I have collected. One that I've used before in the past and another which is new from last episode. So this one, and the reason I'm not, for those that are wondering, why don't you get sound bites from movies? We don't want to do that because we're not too familiar with how to get rights for that sort of stuff yet. I think it's one of those things where it's, I don't know if it's, uh, most things it's like if it's under a few seconds, then they don't really care. Actually? Yeah. All right. Maybe you'll see some movie sound bites that I may or may not have already have created. Hell yeah. For the show. But anyway, here's some of our homegrown sound bites. We got one here. Do it again. Fly inverted. Oh yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's been been we've had that one for a while. And then there's this yeah. one, which is brand new. Brother, this <laughs> guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which Actually, it will be a very relevant soundbite for many things if oh. one of us is being an idiot. Absolutely. Which we are. We have Manic in the title. That's just kind of how that goes. We've been keen to do that every now and then. Just just a little. Just a touch. So I think, TJ, unless you have anything else, we should get right into Iron Claw. Yeah. I've seen it twice. You've seen it once. Yeah. What is one thing that you enjoyed about Iron Claw? It's a, the mean, Iron Claw. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, do you just want to preface our basic opinions of it first? Yeah, and let's do let's do a spoiler free talk. Bit. Okay. Yeah, spoil like basic opinion of the movie. It's a great movie. It's uh, I'd say it's definitely one of the best of last year. I think without a doubt, um, for being like a true, true story kind of thing. Like it's, it hits all the marks of like a good true story movie, but also it like. It's, it gets a little artistic with it, and it's like it's it's not shy of like doing its own thing, which I think is it's nice. It's fun. It's it's got a good energy that like sets it apart and like gives it its own, uh, like I guess reputation. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I mean, I think that means just the, just the vibes of it is like the best thing. I think is like the one mm-hmm. thing that I'd say is like the one thing that I just loved so much about it. Yeah, ditto to what you all said as far as general thoughts on it. I was very pleased with Zac Efron, who prior to this movie, I didn't think he couldn't do a hardcore drama role, but I did have some skepticism, I'll be honest. Yeah. He he tried in the past, but like kind of succeeded but also kind of not. It's he was interesting. This is a genuine Oscar level nomination yes. level type of performance exactly where, it's the first one where it's like oh yeah he can actually act <laughs> he can actually act 
he actually he he's on his own in the sense that there are several stretches of this movie and scenes where if the if he doesn't work in the scene the movie doesn't work and quite frankly yeah. him being the main brother in the sh- in the movie if he doesn't work the movie in many regards doesn't work because yeah. even though you have great actors like Jeremy Allen Allen White and you have that British fellow who I can't remember the name oh, of uh, Henry, Harry Dixon Dickinson Henry yes. Dickinson Something like that. I know he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have, even even with those two, even if they b- b- uh, put in a good performance, which they do. Yeah, they're, they're great in their parts. They are. It's a great ensemble, and we can get into that. Mm-hmm. The movie still wouldn't work because no. your main guy is not working. And exactly. Zac Efron works at a very high level, and I was very pleased with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's one of those movies, like, I mean, you can make a case, that, like, a lot of movies are like that, where it's like, if the lead doesn't work a lot of the movie doesn't work i think yeah zach efron i mean for being like i think the catalyst into the the like group itself um he's one of those guys that has to work in like practically every scene like yeah even if he's not the main focus if he doesn't have that same like energy it just it doesn't click as much uh for better and for worse it's yeah all right now we're gonna get into some mild spoilers i think tj because i do want to like add some more definition to our conversation yeah just kind of like piece by piece kind of get into more yeah, yeah. i got you i don't want to hold anything back and in, in for the most part so what i mean by that ladies and gentlemen is going forward we are going to bring up scenes in the movie maybe in some specific examples but they aren't going to be anything again like major like we're not going to bring up like big crazy plot points yes if someone is murdered or whatever it doesn't happen in this movie but if someone gets murdered or is kidnapped we're not going to bring that up yeah but it's a, it's a major plot point we're not going to be like this happens in the movie right now yes we will later but probably mm-hmm. if you don't want spoilers skip to some part in this podcast where we're not talking about the movie <laughs> where we're talking about oscar nominations yeah or we're on some tangent <laughs> we're on some tangent or maybe tj uses all three of his strikes and i'm yeah slapping him we'll have some uh we'll have some quality content either way it's gonna yeah. be awesome let's get to that ensemble because we've talked about it so much already we have what what are your thoughts on how the whole ensemble worked and what were your sort of mm. favorite relationships and dynamics in that whole main yeah. really five or six yeah i mean just in general like the the ensemble's great i mean you got like we mentioned we got the three brothers and then we have um I think it's Holt McCauley is the guy's name. Correct. Yeah, from uh, from Mindhunter and some other stuff. I don't know what. I know he's been around. He's in Zodiac as well. He is in Zodiac. I always forget that. Um, you got Lily James. I know the mom is someone big. I, I didn't even realize, by the way, that Lily James was in the movie till I saw her for the first time while yeah, watching the movie. I think I like I saw her in like something like pre-release, and I was like, oh, she's probably in it for a little bit. She's she had a decent role in the movie, and I was like, all right. The thing is, good for her. She is one of those actresses where no matter what role you put her in, she's going to deliver. Like, yeah, she, she probably, will be, yeah. bottom line, she'll be satisfying. Exactly. I've I've only seen her in a few things. I'm, like, never, like, disappointed with the performance she puts in. And I think, like, this is exactly it, where she's, like, not, like, a main, main character. Like, she's not, like, in, like, 90% of the scenes or something like that. But, like, in the little bit of collection of scenes she is in, she's, like, very, like, well done and, like... The acting is, I mean, top tier, which I mean can be said about a lot of the actors in this movie. It's like, where where they're on screen, they 
deliver most parts. I say ninety-five percent of the time, I'm like, I mean, that's just how it goes. <laughs> it's uh, agreed. They're all performing at an extremely high level. We talked about Zac Efron, but it's more than Zac Efron. They're yeah. what really touched me with the movie, and it's relevant because we're talking about the ensemble is they really did feel like they had a brotherly love for each other. Exactly. And th- there was a brotherly dynamic, you know, where there was them like all, all grabbing each other's heads and coming together and embracing. Yeah. There was something that was so palpable mm-hmm. with yeah, all exactly. that brother brotherly stuff and, and also their close yet distant relationship with their father. That was also very well it, that was explicitly told very well, very clear lines in how that whole relationship worked, really with the whole family. Exactly. And yeah. and given that it's a movie about a family, you kind of need that. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be a family movie without kind of like establishing that kind of energy. Or also just the whole vibe of it just kind of misses just in general. So, I mean, yeah, the, the I mean... Yeah, the relationships between every character, I think, was, like, clearly defined and, like, I think progressed in a way that made sense while also, like, not being too explicit or too, like, like, uh, like, um, how do you say it? Like, it, it wasn't too, like, uh, overwhelming but not underwhelming. That's kind of what I meant to go with. I see what you're saying. I tried to use different wording and that didn't work. <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah. We're not Joe Rogan here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Mr. Rogan, you scared me. Uh, Joe Rogan, if you'd like to come on the podcast, we're here. I think I'd be terrified. <laughs> what, that he would do some some jujitsu moves on you and take you out? I don't know. I've just, I've never watched Joe Rogan, and uh, I think I think just his bald head scares me. <laughs> yeah? It, it puts a little bit of fear in my heart. Okay. Yeah. All right? I'm sorry, Joe. It's just true. <laughs> Don't take don't take offense. Yeah, sorry, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, the Iron the, Claw, <laughs> uh, the Iron Claw. Yes, the I, I, one of the brothers specifically that I'm really drawn to. Again, all great performances is Jeremy Allen White. He's if great. not because he's on such a high pedestal right now with how successful the Bear is and how much how much everyone loves the Bear and all the exactly. awards he's winning with it, he is climbing up the ranks as one of the top tier top actors of his generation exactly everything he's been in has been like consistently he's been praised for it and like i haven't seen something where it's like he's like like everyone's good but him not so much i've not seen a single thing where it's like i mean like even when his his day is back in like shameless or yeah that's the show um like he was constantly praised for like back then and especially from people now going back and they're like man he was so good in this show like why didn't we talk about this more kind of thing yeah he comes in later in the film actually which makes it sort of a kind of adrenaline rush because you're because you realize oh that's jeremy on white the 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 movie's so good already and we haven't even gotten this great actor in the mix one of the best actors in the ensemble let alone yeah like the person that like most people are like hyped up to see because he's like the biggest person. Mm-hmm. And he delivers. Mm-hmm. I think if we truly had to rank them, he's 
Again, granted, Zach Efron has an advantage because he has to do more. Yeah. So I would like rank. I don't know about you. I would rank Zach Efron one, and then he'd definitely be two as far as. I like. Hen- I think I like Henry Dickinson a little more. Interesting. I think for me personally, I, I I just like the I really like the first like bit of the movie with him, and I like like I feel like, uh, but the, like the chemistry between him and Zach Efron, I loved. I think like every scene the where it's like those two are like the main focus. I think they absolutely kill together. Uh, which I, I mean, he isn't, I don't think he really has like his own like personal, like what, like just him scenes. Uh, and I think that's where Jeremy Allen like really shines. Uh, but I mean, like, I'd say like, I mean, they're already pretty level, I'd say, but I think I, I just like the, for the dynamic, I like Henry Dickinson, I think a little more. I think you make a good point. If you equate, if you consider how much Zac Efron's doing, how much each actor is doing. Yeah. If you kind of find a middle ground with all of them, like how much what they're putting into the performance that they're given. Yeah. There actually really is no one that's significant. There's definitely no one that's significantly better than the other to the point where, which again, I think that helps the the whole brotherly thing where it's like there's not one that particularly stands out over the other because there's Mm -hmm. this very cohesive, same level type of energy that's going on like we talk about you know vincent hannah and heat going crazy with the give me all you got exactly there's none of that it's all a very um even keel even keel also a lot of nuance going on as well especially with zach efron to where once you kind of all kind of equate things it's all it's all very seamless all very level all very one one group yeah exactly i mean like I mean, you can even say that, like, about, like, some of the other supporting actors that aren't the brothers. I mean, like, I think the parents are kind of, like, on the same level where it's, like, there's such nuance to it there. But, like, they have very different chemistry with everyone else. So they're not going to be in that same kind of grouping. But they have, like, that same level of, like, they're putting in so much. But uh, they're, yeah, they're they're in that, like, side role kind of, like, just top-tier greatness kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the performance that was given for the dad I, again what was the actor's name you mentioned oh, uh, TJ? Holt yeah uh he's really good um i mean kind of like all the side characters i mean like he's not in like every scene or he's i'd say he's like he has like sections where it's like he's he's very po- like one of the most popular characters like in the movie and then he'll kind of fade out like, i feel like characters like do a good ebb and flow through the movie um and i think like every time he's on screen or like it's like a focus he delivers and i mean i think it's just the fact that i mean like like everyone else in this movie they're good actors so um i mean you can't go wrong there but i mean him and the dad role it's just like it fits so well and i think like he like just like look wise you i feel like you get that vibe and then like just like mentality wise like he nails it so much mm-hmm. one thing that sold me with his performance that the way the movie like the camera kind of has the same perspective and the camera does a good job of this as well is his acting performance and the dare i say like the camera's acting performance you know how i always talk about cameras can you know cinematography they kind of have an acting sort of ability yeah where they kind of you see what i'm you see what i'm kind of saying yeah or and or the the camera moves and the way the camera moves the way the camera because because right camera work cinematography you learn about this in film school, whatever. 
Um, we didn't go to that. We didn't go to that, but I'm just saying it's a it's a thing, right? The way the where you set up the camera can sometimes accuse characters and set up characters oh, and yeah. tell you things about characters, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it can show emotion and the way you move it and all that. Absolutely, yeah. When you include the camera movement, his performance as the dad, mm-hmm. and the way just the whole the writing of the movie, the way it's all framed. I thought they did a fabulous job of not making it a movie of this is all the dad's fault. All you're about to see is the dad's fault. It's the dad. It's the dad. It's the dad. Everyone's accusing the dad. It's the dad. What's going on with the dad? Should I say dad one more time? Maybe. (laughs) The, The way they set it up as... From the at least from the I'll go ca- uh, camera and then framing and then and then the specific performance is very much an observer. Yeah. Like the whole film is just observing the situation going on. It's not. There's so many true story movies where it's easy to tell when a a film is is accusing someone of of oh, of something. Yeah. They don't ever do that in this movie. It's no. really wild. It's and really, e- yeah. even though the you know one of the more common conclusions is to say this is all the dad's fault. Mm-hmm. And and then when you go and that's and that's from the camera, you know, the way the way the, the camera and the, the dialogue and everything is shaped. Yeah. And then when you go to the performance of the dad, it's not some again, I, I, keep, I did, did a Vincent Hanna reference again. It's not some high energy where there's a clear evil. Yeah, it's looming it. quality where it's exactly clearly he's the 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 villain here and this is all his doing yes obviously he's putting all this stuff in place but the camera and his performance is more so saying well let's let's think about it a little more let's think about what's going on here let's let's not jump fingers quite yet yeah i get you yeah thought all that was good and his performance was good the mother's good yeah she's not in the movie for much but like i'd say like the few scenes where she's like actually a focus she's really good like i I, i've definitely enjoyed the stuff that she put in Mm -hmm. actually i don't even know who played the mom let me check she was listed actually relatively high up on the casting list and while you look that up the last thing i'll mention which i should have said a few seconds ago is when you bring all that together when you bring the framing of everything through the dialogue, through the characters' relationships with each other, through the father's performance. And now I think, or I don't know if I want to do this because I'm trying to figure out a way to frame this without getting into heavy spoilers. Actually, I can do that. It makes, it almost makes, makes it to me, I don't know how you got this. Okay. That there's this, almost this third party in the whole blaming of why all this stuff is happening to the family. And to me, that third party is almost like I, I, I was talking to my sister about this when I, I first watched it with my sister. And then I watched it with you a second time. Yeah. I kind of equated it to almost a disease mm-hmm. where it's a disease that is slowly taking over this family. Yeah. And Yes, the father is like one of the main carriers of the disease that brought into this family. But there is this sort of tone and this sort of essence that it's more than just him. There is this disease that's yeah. seeping into everyone. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they talk about like early in the movie with like uh, the curse 
they kind of almost frame it kind of something like that in like the few scenes like where they talk about it early on and it's like it's very much not just like a tale i thought like you're like oh that's gonna be like what happens to everything like yeah obviously i mean that's kind of what we all know but like it's the way it's like like you said framed and like the writing of like how they go into it it feels almost more palpable than just like being some writing tool of like oh we have this curse and it's like what yeah obviously (laughs) it's yeah it's 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 less like it's 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 yeah I, I don't know where I was going to go with that more. but No, I, I completely agree. And they do mention that. I love the narration by Efron at the beginning. That's so, so good. It, it sets up the aesthetic in the movie, which you talked about earlier, which is so unique. Mm-hmm. And it's not your stereotypical true story movie. Exactly. I, the fl- It's so good. And we can, we can talk about things, for example, like the cinematography and the the editing or whatever to make that so unique we kind of talked about what the 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 whole not blaming the father disease thing is definitely one of the things that pushes it away from your standard thing true story biopic sports movie but there is those other elements as well that yeah kick in oh yeah i mean like all of those kinds of like labels where it's like it's a sports movie it's a true pick movie it's like yeah but also it is kind of like it's more it's it's more than a rocky movie no offense to the rocky movies <laughs> yeah it, i mean it, it's more accustomed to like parts of rocky one versus like rocky four <laughs> yes where rocky one had more of a like a thing to say and like a vibe to it like it was more of a filmy film where i mean no no offense to rocky four like you said but it's like yeah rocky four is just a blockbuster <laughs> it's that's all it is it's so hilarious how it seems like every five minutes in that movie, there's a song and a montage going on. It's the most hilarious thing ever. It's so goofy. I yeah, that movie is something else, <laughs> in the best and worst way. Yeah. What do you think of the wrestling scenes themselves, like the, in the ring? Mm, yeah, I mean they were they were really good. I I think like the coordination or the the choreography of them was super well put together, and um, I mean I. I don't know much about like wrestling or anything like that. So I can't be like, um, this isn't how they actually do it or anything like that. Like, plus I don't want to be like that guy. Um, but I, I think like just like the way it was put together and like the way they shot it and, um, like the way that everyone kind of moved around, it was just like, it was so, it felt like everything I'd seen from like a wrestling match or something like that or that kind of wrestling at least. I loved the lack of chaos in the cinematography of all those wrestling scenes which exactly, is very yeah. abnormal because the immediate jump would be to we got to make this as shaky cam and chaotic as possible because we have all this, this... isn't 2009 <laughs> <laughs> but not necessarily shaky cam you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like, yeah. it could be other things too you got you got to be in the action but it, unironically by having the camera still it be and not having it so chaotic it actually gets more intimate with the wrestling that's going on in the ring itself yeah and again an unusual touch but i love it for that because it feels more personal and adds to the whole this this thing that we're building and we're talking about which is this personal story with this family exactly and it's a lot more pleasant to watch too than opposed to a bunch of shaky shots going on. Yeah. 
and you really get to see you really get to experience and the, the the wonderful choreography that's going on. It looked like I was paying attention, especially the second time. It looks like the actors are doing most of their own stunts in that movie because I, I wouldn't be surprised because without having that shaky cam, it's a lot easier to see like pay pay close attention and say, oh, that isn't Zac Efron. Oh, that isn't Jeremy Allen yeah. White. Yeah, they they look a little different there. That's odd. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I was just gonna say I think I have the same opinion. Where it's like that's definitely like there's a strong chance that like they did their own stunts and like. It wasn't just like a bunch of stunt guys running around, um, and yeah, like I I always like it when like these big like thing or like these things that like should be like very actiony, especially like in a normal movie, uh, are like taken less like for granted in that regard. It's just like we're gonna take a step back, we're gonna try it a little differently, and we're gonna we're just gonna shoot it as if you're like sitting there watching wrestling. And I think that's one thing that's, like, really cool about it is, like, it's not just, like, we're going to get in the ring and we're going to, like, shoot the camera all crazy. And it's, like, no, it's we're going to have it be fewer, longer takes of just, like, wide out or, like, wide shots and stuff like that. It's great. I love it. It was, an again, another one of those things that separates it from so many of the other movies that yeah, are in the genre. sports movies, yeah, exactly. I think now I want to do. I want to talk about a couple spoiler stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to put that back up, TJ? Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't even see that go down. Well, I mean, I couldn't have, but yeah, our our set is literally falling down. It's literally <laughs> collapsing. This is see, guys. This is the the uncut version. <laughs> yeah. We get the behind the scenes footage. <laughs> Hopefully that stays. I can't tell. It kind of sounded like it was a. Like the uh, the glue was going a little off, but I couldn't tell. Okay, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll figure it out in five minutes. <laughs> yes, we will. But I think I don't. I want to. I don't know if there's anything else that I want to talk about that doesn't require spoilers because there is one thing in particular that I do want to talk about. Mm, yeah, I have a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> yes. See, I know things. Tj Tj knows things. We've been doing this quite a while. Yeah. And just I've known you for even longer. <laughs> yes, that's true. All right. The last note that I will say, which will transition us into the one particular scene I want to talk about. Okay. That is that does require spoiler warning. Is this film has this Sean? What's the Sean Durkin? Is that the name of the director? That sounds right. I, I have the thing pulled up real quick. Okay. I'll fact check. Yes. His there is a clear artistic command with this film where clearly it knows where it wants to go, it mm-hmm. knows what kind of style it wants to use. Exactly. And it knows how to use that abnormal style in a very straightforward sports movie. Yeah. And adds to the the flair of the movie whether it's it, the transitions, which are there's some brilliant transitions in this movie, oh, yeah. both editing wise, actually, but then also within the shot. And I think now we'll switch to spoilers. So for those that are wanting to move on in the podcast, be sure to go check out the Oscar noms conversation, which I'll link, which I'll, I'll link the I'll show the timestamp for what to go to for that, yeah. where to go to for that. I think particularly 
of the shot where Zac Efron is standing over Jeremy Allen White in their uh, practice ring when Jeremy Allen White is trying to get back into wrestling after his injury. Yeah. And it's in the dark. It's beautifully shot. Uh, Zac Efron's in the center, like looking down on his brother and he picks his brother back up and they start, you know, kind of going at it again, practicing. Mm-hmm. And in the back, you can see a tiny light moving around. Yeah. And it cuts to their younger brother who has taken all those pills and is going yeah. to die. Such a, that's not a editing transition, but that is a beautiful transition and a very effective transition within it, the frame. Exactly. It's a good, it's a good use of like, uh, you know, just like the uh, like background space and like, it's a good way for yeah, uh, storytelling wise, like writing wise, where it's like you can see it, or like in directing and stuff like that, where it's like you can see it and like you're like obviously like that that's something that that can't just be nothing. Yes. Um, and I think like yeah, stuff like that where it's like an obvious like thing of like this is where it's gonna go, but like what? How is it gonna? Is it going to cut immediately to this? Or are we going to do something else with it first? Or, like, what's going on? That's just a great, like, use of film, just, like, technique. And I think the pinnacle of Sean Durkin saying, I'm putting all my chips in the table. This is a sports movie, but I'm putting all my chips in the table. Is that almost out of nowhere, heaven scene. Yes. Yeah. That is by far the uh, the strangest move for a sports movie what what on god's green earth is going on your first you're not necessarily your first reaction but like if you look at it in comparison to the movies that it that it sits next to you're thinking even even the rest of the movie even the rest of the movie that's very true you're thinking what on god's green earth is going on jeremy allen white has both of his legs his both of his feet yeah what's going on and then as it slowly develops you realize this is debated probably the, this this is the most beautiful piece section in the movie yeah and it's your uh, you know up to opinion but at least one of the most beautiful pieces sections of the movie mm-hmm. and it makes so much sense in this movie yeah at the end of the day it kind of really does like it's one of those things that helps tie the movie together and like it's brought dude it's it's a movie about <laughs> did i did i freak you out there <laughs> <laughs> I was like zoned in on a thought and I was like, man, how do I finish this thought? And then he jumped in. I was like, Whoa. did you think I was going to leap over the table and, and grab you? A little bit. You know, wrestling tackle me. In honor of the movie. Yes. But it's, it makes so much sense. It's a movie about brothers. Yeah, It's exactly. a movie about brothers. And that scene is about brothers mm-hmm. coming together, embracing each other and, and being, and being in peace with one another. See. And I think the final bit that grabbed me and actually like this, I did actually tear up was seeing their young brother who died when he was yeah. like just a young child, a baby. It's a good, yeah, it's a good touch. It's a, such a nice touch. I also love how there's no music going on. It's just completely silent throughout the entire yes. thing. Yeah. That sequence is like, yeah, yeah, it's all nature sounds and yeah, it's yeah, it's for the best. It is. It, it, I, I would dare say that is. That's definitely a top three scene for me. I don't know about mm. you. I'd, I'd probably say the same. Yeah. Did you thought you thought it worked well, TJ? That scene. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah. It. I think it's a great like, like you said, way to cap off the movie and like, kind of to help like t- tie in like the, the the theme or like the 
the energy of the movie um of like the family aspect um well it's like although all this tragic things have happened it also isn't like the absolute worst thing in the sense that like they are together in the afterlife and it's 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 sad yet it's beautiful in its own little way mm-hmm. for sure is there any other things that you would like to highlight the one thing that i'll highlight is the soundtrack is banger yes yeah we've mentioned it before i'm sure you guys are aware of it from our music tastes from our you know spotify wrapped episodes but we love 70s and 80s music oh, and absolutely. that's what the soundtrack is yeah that's pretty much yeah I, mean, I love dude the one shot with don't fear the reaper blue oyster ooh. cult yeah oh yeah 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 where it's it goes oh, through yeah, the, the i forgot that it's a one shot it is dude it's a one forget, shot yeah. Uh, yeah i remember watching that and i was like that shit rocks it's so sick it's all the fans going into the sportatorium and then it and then it, i believe the one shot continues all the way into the sportatorium i'm pretty sure i think it does and goes into the um wrestling stage i think yeah i think it just like it might cut like around the foreground area and then cut to something else but like it's still pretty like it gives off almost like uh what people like about that one Goodfellas shot where it's like it follows people through things. Yeah. Um, it sets the environment up. The 70s wrestling yeah, environment. 70s, 80s wrestling, like like small town country, like wrestling, like just Friday night vibes. It's great. As soon as Tom Sawyer kicked in, I immediately was like, TJ is going to love this. Oh, yeah. Love me some Rush. Can't go wrong. Which I think you've worn your Rush shirt on some of the episodes. Podcast episodes. I have. I don't yeah. have it anymore. It's too small. Actually? Yes. Man, that sucks. I think. Uh, I might need to get another one. Oh, no. <laughs> another <laughs> yeah. shirt for An- Rush. Another shirt. Um, what, what, wait, so... Because Rush is still like a top three band for you, right? It's around there. Yeah. Definitely like top ten. At, top at ten? Least. Yeah. Cause the, and I know there was a stretch where you went on a big rush kick, correct? Yeah. Like, I occasionally get on, like, so like an artist, and I'll, like, Smashing Pumpkins was the same way, where it's like, it'll be pretty much everything I listen to for a while. Can you check, TJ, real quickly and make sure, look at the screen and make sure the camera is recording? Does it look like it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, the red the red dot's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're good. I see the counter going up, or the timer going up, so Kagan. we're good. That was strange how it just, like. Yeah, I've never. <sighs> that never happened before, I don't. No. It's not like you changed a uh, SD card or anything. No. Hmm. Anyway. All right. I think that's all I have. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, TJ, about The Iron Claw? No, it's a good movie. <laughs> all right. Great movie, yes. It will... I, I was kind of on Letterboxd just for funsies. I was doing a ranking my sports, like sports movies that I've oh, watched. Yeah. And I'm still working on it, but all of them that I've watched. It's easily... If we're talking just sports movies... Again, it's it's up there like top five for me. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially like, I mean, for being like, I mean, like there's things where it's like you have your stereotypical sports movie and it's like, I mean, you got you remember the Titans and your Rockies and stuff like that. And it's like that deserves like a type. But also there's something to like being more of an artistic version of that and like being like different and trying something new. And like, I think that's something that this movie does for the sports genre or like grouping of movies that like we hadn't really seen in a long time agreed <laughs> agreed now when i found out that this this movie got zero oscar nominations this is what i felt ready 
brother. This, this guy stinks. <laughs> this oh. guy being the Academy. Oh, the Academy. So this movie went up for zero Oscar noms. Mm-hmm. Got zero, zero. Not a one. Really disappointed in that because yeah. to me this wasn't a movie like Ferrari, which we talked about on the podcast, where it oh, was Ferrari. on the fringes in many ways of like performances and yeah. other parts of the movie. This was very much a, this is what the Oscars love. They love biopics. They love straight cut films. Exactly. And there is some really beautiful performances going on in this film. Yeah. Some great writing. I mean, you, you could have given a few of like the big stuff to this movie. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And what do the Oscars love? The Oscars love comeback stories, like famous actors who were associated with a comedy genre or exactly. some other like non-dramatic genre that takes the tw- that takes the turn and is really fantastic and something that's yeah, not what they're used to. Correct. They love that stuff. They love that stuff. And yeah. it got zero not zero nominations. Yeah, exactly. It's just like how, why, what? <laughs> yeah. Um it, it it really is kind of just like a tra- like a travesty in that respect. Where it's it like, is. I mean, it's such a good movie, and it's like it's obviously one of the best of the year. Like, give it something, even if it's like not even that big, something. Just like because like the production of the movie really good. The the I mean, the writing great. The direction great. I mean, I get some of the big stuff is like, I feel like it's very like we already know what's gonna go into the big stuff. So, I mean, it would but it would have been a good like dark horse pick where it's like. That's random. It's if I had to describe it in one word, it's very it's a sound movie. Yeah. Like there's no big flaws. It's all very effective mm-hmm. and there's nothing hollow about it. It's very concrete. Exactly. And all the things that it's trying to do as we've ta- discussed this last half hour. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just I don't know what was going on if there wasn't enough campaigning going on for Zac Efron because, you know, there's always that piece to it, which kind of sucks. But it is a reality of any award show, sports or movie related, music related. There is this campaigning aspect. I don't know what it was. Just didn't go. It didn't. Um, And I mean, I I would say like maybe it was something where it was like it came out of the tail half of the year, like in that last like two weeks. But at the same time, it's like. I mean, tons of other stuff has done that, like gone up for tons of awards. Like 1917 was like the perfect Bingo. example of that, where it's like, I mean, it came out in like the last week of the year and it went up for like every award. And it's like, obviously, it, and it's like 1917, a war movie. The Oscars love war movies. Oh shit! Oops. Are you breaking the set, TJ? What the heck, man? No, this there's I have my f- foot resting here, and uh, there's this little doohickey attached to one <laughs> yeah, of the mics, and about. I'm like, it's good the hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, moving on from the Iron Claw, what are some nominations that you really like, TJ? That you maybe have mm. some gripes about that you think other movies that you think maybe should have got nominated, or other roles that should have got nominated? What What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, my basic opinion of the Oscars this year was like not surprising. <laughs> It's just, like, everything I feel like was going to go up went up, or, like, most things that, like, everything that was, like, best picture uh, at the Golden Globes was pretty much there. It was, like, there was nothing new. Same with actors. Same with, like, there was no, like, weird, like, oh, this person randomly got something. 
it was kind of just it was very basic and i was like all right cool not bad i mean but it, it's just one of those things where it's like it's so bland i don't want to say um and i feel like it's one of those things where it's like we already kind of know the winner which is probably oppenheimer which rightly so yeah it's a fantastic movie but like i feel like it's one of those things where it just sucks all the energy out it's like we obviously know it's gonna win stop like acting like it's not um like and if it's not that it'll probably be like one of two of movies it's like it already has itself cut out and it's like i feel like the same thing with like yeah like the uh, actors and uh stuff like that and it's just like there's nothing too crazy that is the one thing is will the broadcast it will the broadcast kind of be dull because it's more it's more like we, we know what's gonna win yeah it, it's not like we're in a 2019 where it's like we it's down to like three movies and it's like anyone could take it it's oppenheimer respectfully and it's like okay <laughs> which you know for me it's a it's a double-sided thing uh, on one side it's i totally agree it makes sense it's, it's it's a deserved movie deserved movie nolan hasn't won ever he was for the longest time regarded as someone who wasn't trying who wasn't whose movies weren't gonna win those awards no and it's a it's it's a great every single and... aspect of that film is working at the basically the highest levels possible there are movies that are fantastic and there's movies that are fantastic in part because the craft that is going into this film into exactly. that film is so it, it, yeah. incredible which i mean like you could say that about a lot of christopher nolan movies and like i'd say like in that respect like it's one of his best i mean i'd say like arguably it is probably one of his better movies probably ever which do you think there's a, a lot. chance that open so they're nominated for 11 i'm pretty sure do you think there's Something a chance like that. that Oppenheimer wins over half of those awards? Probably. <laughs> Which ones is it up for? I don't even know. I know the one it didn't get up for. One of the ones it did not go up for, which people were like a little peeved about, but it kind of actually makes sense is visual effects because there's actually technically no visual effects. I think the argument was there's technically yeah. no visual effects going on in Oppenheimer because it's all practical. Nominated for 13 Oscars. Okay, if you so re, um get to the list, read it read it out for us. It's trying to load real quick. Okay. Come on, IMDb, you can do it. Come on, IMDb. All right, I'm just going to disconnect from your internet. Okay. My internet sucks. It's okay. Which it's weird. It sometimes sucks and then it's like every time we want to play Fortnite, it's incredible. That is very true. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go and reload the website just in general. Okay. Cuz sometimes that works. Well, from the ones that I remember and can think of, if I had to guess, knowing the the views and the reception everyone has for Oppenheimer, I would say it would win more than half of those awards. If I had to I'd guess, say so if, too. If, if we were guess, if the two options were more than half or less than half, I I would go more. Uh, I'd say so too, especially in like um. Here we go, Oscars. I just went to their website because I'm like, this is going to be so much easier. Okay. Uh, I mean, dude, basically the big, one of the biggest locks of the entire Oscars is Robert Downey Jr. winning. He's going to win. It's just a yeah. fact. It, it, it's just a fact. It really is at this point where it's like, how could it not? He's won all the other awards and everyone loves him. Everyone loves RDJ and everyone in Hollywood loves RDJ. Yeah. 
Okay. Same with him. And, yeah. You know what's hilarious? You know what's hilarious? We were literally just talking about Oscars love when an actor who was working in another genre who wasn't like known in, in to like be in these artsy Oscar level pictures. Once they make that turn and they're in one of those films, and they do a really good job. The Oscars love that. Well, hello. Straight up. Um, let's see. It's up for okay. Uh lead actor of course which it'll probably win so that yep uh i'll count that as a lock so we'll say two locks two locks uh it's uh emily blunt is up for one i don't see her winning she won't okay i'm glad i'm not the only one who thinks that because everyone seems to really love her in this movie and i'm like she's not in it for that much let alone i don't feel like she did that anything that amazing compared to no she wasn't she she, she was, did her part. She's good in it, but I feel like everyone was like really going crazy for her in the movie. And I'm like, people, people, you can have a good performance that doesn't get nominated. It's straight up. Um, or wins. Obviously. Cinematography. Lock. Probably. <laughs> um, costume design. I think Barbie could win that. Isn't Barbie up for that? Uh, Barbie, Killers, Napoleon, Poor Things. I don't, I won't consider that a lock. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, directing. Who's he going up against? Uh, the person who did Anatomy of the Fall, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, uh, Zone of Interest. I'm going to say Locke. It probably kind of is. It kind of is, dude. It, 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 there's a momentum here with Chris, Christopher Nolan as a individual. Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing as like Spielberg or Scorsese, where it's like everyone loves Nolan for the name. Um, editing. What is it going up against? Anatomy of the Fall, Holdovers, Killers, Poor Things. <laughs> I'm going to say Locke. Theme. I'm going to say Locke. Uh, makeup. I'm not going to say Locke for that one. Same. Uh, music. Locke. Yeah. Uh, bah, bah, bah. That's original songs. Best Picture, of course. Uh, I'm going to say Locke, yes. I, yeah. I, I just like... it's it's so real though i don't want to be boring but at the same time it's just it it's just it's too good at everything the oscars want and then too good at just being obviously a movie like it's a fantastic movie it's a popular pick it's like one of the biggest films of the year for like just oscar bait like i want to oscar bait but like the bait of what the oscars love yes uh and like it's overall it has everything going up for for its win uh oh yeah production design um sound <laughs> um sound i would say lock yeah not visual effects uh writing what what's going on for writing uh american fiction barbie poor things and zone of interest to me that's the one they could lose i think they could win all like i think there's those six locks and yeah. i think that's the one they could actually lose i'd say same uh yeah and then yeah, the other the original writing is Anatomy of the Fall, Holdovers, Maestro, May December, Past Lives. Okay. So, dude, that's like six locks that I have, yeah. basically. So and half. Yeah. Exactly. I. It's one of those ones where it's like I feel like it's gonna sweep. Like it, it'll do the equivalent of what uh, All Quiet did last year, where it'll go in there, it'll win it like half the things, and everyone will be like, "Yep, we kind of saw a lot of this coming." <laughs> yes. Which. Again, deserved, but does also make some things a little boring. Yes. That 2019 show, which you and I watched together, was awesome because we had no idea what was going to happen that exactly. year. Exactly. Everything, 
I mean, like we we had a good idea with some of it where it's like we we probably know Joaquin Phoenix is gonna win. Totally fair. And, and like we kind of know that like this person will probably get this and like XYZ. But like I feel like with all the big stuff, like most of the big stuff, it was still up in the air. Who knew what the hell was gonna happen? This is like the exact like exact opposite. It's it's really weird. Yeah, it is. Is there any other movies Oscar related TJ that didn't did get nominated didn't get nominated that you'd like to to mention? Oh, um, I mean, now I need to catch up because a lot of these movies I have not seen because I was doing this thing called school. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know how many of the best picture ones I've seen. You've seen more than me. I know that. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I haven't seen. Okay, so it's American Fiction, Anatomy of the Fall, Barbie. Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, Sound of Interest. So I've, I've seen three of ten. I've seen two of ten. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty much on the same page. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I guess really the only big one that you've seen that I haven't is Killers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think like the next ones I want to watch is like Past Lives and... I mean, we talked about Anatomy of Fall. That look, that sounds awesome. Yes, uh, I'm down to watch that one sometime soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I feel like Holdovers has a good chance to win some stuff. Uh, maybe here and there, because like that was a big one. And like, I, 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 part of my problem is just like the Best Picture category is just so saturated every year now, because it's like, Did, aren't you on the boat that there shouldn't be ten nominations? Yes, absolutely. I think it's so stupid that they nominate 10 movies every year. I think go back to five, make it no different than any other category. It A, makes it, makes it more competitive and actually interesting. And B, it just like, at that point, it just becomes a short list of movies that you think are the best. So if that's your thing, just make a short list. Mm-hmm. Just make a list of 20 movies that you think is good and just stop doing this. It makes yeah. no sense. It's supposed to be a competition, and then you're giving brownie points to people that, although yes, are good, don't make the cut. It'd be like doing a top, or it'd be like doing a beauty contest and doing like here's the top three people, but also the people who are uh, four through ten are also going to be up on stage too. And it's like, sit down. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah, it's exactly what it is, and it's like it makes no sense, and I, it just, it's really, it boggles my mind that like. They just think it's good to do that now because I'm like, no. <laughs> I agree. I don't have anything really to counter that with. I definitely agree. Yeah. And I mean, like, I get it that like, um, like a few years ago, I mean, like it was like seven or something like that. And like, that's fine. Seven. Good enough. And then it hit these last few years. It hit like 10. And I'm like, why? Like, I mean, like 2019, we all knew Ford v. Ferrari was not winning. Yeah. It, but at least they got it. It's cool. Put it on a short list. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I don't know. It frustrates me. A movie that didn't get a Best Picture nom that frustrates me, that didn't get it, is... I know. Yes, Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. The Oscars continue to downgrade... Belittle animated films. Yes. Boy and the Heron and Across the Spider-Verse. Neither got nominated for... Straight up. For best picture, yeah. What's um, going on, TJ? Hmm? I don't know. They, uh, I mean, if they do, it's. I mean, they haven't nominated an animated movie in like ten years now. Yeah. Um, 
because I think we talked about this last year or whenever we talked about this. Uh, last one was like Toy Story 3 or like Up. And it's like that was te- over 10 years ago now. So that's depressing. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are some of the best movies of the year. And absolutely, rightfully so, they should get something. But. You can't tell me that Across the Spider-Verse is a worse movie than Oppenheimer. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's such a good movie. Spider-Verse is also one of those movies, like Oppenheimer, where everything is working at a very high level. The actual craft that is going into making this film is about it's as... It's impeccable. It's basically perfect. Straight I mean, up. it's the, the attention to detail in the animation is so good. And then you have the story itself, which is, yes, it's not some complex, dramatic piece, but it is... At the end of the day. Sound? Yeah, it's fantastic. And there is still great emotion to it. There is yeah. a lovely family. The, the the family dynamic is brought out even further in this film compared to the first one. And it works so well yeah. between him and his parents. And then, of course, you have his his other family, which is all the spider um, people. people. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's how you say that. And it's just yeah. I, I'm just disappointed yeah. <laughs> again. Practically, I mean, it's, a, it's such a good movie. It's all around, like, it, it, the, I mean, like, the animation of it, the, the writing of it, just the voice acting, everything about it hits so well. And, like, I mean, like some of these other films, like, that didn't get the nomination, it's, like, it's just as good, or some of these things that did get the nomination, like, it's just as good, if not better, than some of these movies. Like, just because it's animated, it doesn't get the time of day. Because they're, I mean... <sighs> Ask people are kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, That's why when you have, you see things like the letterbox top, what is it? 250. Mm-hmm. There's so many of those movies that have, I mean, there's, there's several, there's a lot of those movies that have zero nominations or yeah. very few nominations. Well, it's, I mean, it's we're the true winner at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I'm for those that are wondering, I'm pointing at heat and before sunrise heat is considered a masterpiece by many michael mann's best film has two just like god tier actors that are working that are literally performing at their highest level yeah um and then you have before sunrise which is one of the a lot of people think is i mean a fantastically it is a fantastically written film yeah didn't go up for any screenplay award at the oscars not a we we know what it is straight up but it it is still disappointing yeah yeah um yeah, the the Oscars are on something else. All to the me, time. they actually did like if you know. Sometimes we talk about well, when did the Oscars kind of turn for the worst? Like, because there was a, they had a, there was a long while there where they were actually doing a good job of getting the right films nominated for the most part. Obviously, no one can be perfect, but getting yeah. mo- most of the right films nominated. And to me, it was it's somewhere in the nineties where that switched. I'd say so too. Um... Yeah, where it's like, yeah, there's there's something to it where it's like those 90s films, like some of them are just so good and there's like no Oscar noms. And it's like, how? Where it's like, if it were released 10 years earlier, it would have been an Academy darling. It would have been like all time goaded in that rich, like in that respect. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like the industry somehow changed for the worse in that respect. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of getting worse, I'd say. <laughs> but also, But also, I'd say a little better. Because I, mean, I mean, like, at least they did nominate animated movies in the past, at one point. 
even at one point in the in the like three times ten years ago it's like do it again please for the love of god yeah i mean you just now started doing like foreign films more do animation yeah i mean and that's fair like it is it is fair to say that they are improving in some regards like they are like thinking about foreign films more which is awesome because like parasite and everything everywhere all at once were well everything everywhere at once wasn't a international foreign film actually it It wasn't a foreign film but it had a lot of foreign ideas in it right and then but of course parasite being the pinnacle of that like exactly that is i mean we watched that oscars live so deserving oh my god so deserving yeah i think like looking when, like initially when i had watched um once upon a time in hollywood the irishman and parasite i was all kind of, i was like i think for a while i was thinking once upon a time a little higher but like but we all even then we both recognized that any one of these films is deserving oh yeah and i think looking back on it still any one of those films are deserving yeah but I'm so glad Parasite won that one. That was cool. I mean, hypothetically, if like any of those movies came out like a year later, it probably would have won. Yeah, because the mean, next like couple Oscars kind of sucked, right? They haven't been as good. Yeah, but I mean, just like in general, where it's like they were at such a high craft, and like there was it was such a good collection of movies that like you couldn't like you you couldn't say like this one was worse than this one. And, like, and I think anyone's opinion on like which one was the best one totally valid if you thought jojo rabbit was your favorite of the year and the best of the year good for you yep if you thought it was parasite good for you there's no one's wrong um but yeah th- and that's just like some of these have ideas have been kind of diluted through the years what even have been the last few winners other than every everything everywhere i don't know and i was gonna go somewhere <clears throat> with what we're just talking about as my voice just decides to keel over yeah I think I blame it on you. I think you gave me some disease that's going to kill me in a couple hours. Oh, yeah. You did it, TJ. Congratulations. You you, you have the lone control of the podcast. Hee <laughs> sucker. That's what you were doing this entire time, huh? Yeah. Coda won 2022. Okay. Which, I mean, big win for indie movies. I'll give it that. Um. And then the year before that. But we can be real. It's not as memorable as the other. That's the three I mentioned. No. Nomadland yeah. won. I forgot about that one. It's a good a, movie. A but good like, movie, but I mean, from what I've heard, but I still don't think it, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I don't know. Would you say, TJ, it's better than those three movies that I listed? The Irishman? No. Once upon a, yeah. No. It's 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 a it's a good vibe movie, and like in that respect, like it's a it's a fantastic little movie, but like it, I think like yeah, compared to a lot of these other ones, it's like how, what? At least the trio that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, most of the movies from that year. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you could have put any movies in yeah. the trio, and I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah. You go Parasite, Nomadland, Coda, like, everything everywhere. It's like, I mean, everything everywhere, I think it's, like, the only one that really puts up a fight. And the other ones are like, it's whatever. But, yeah. All right, TJ, any final thoughts on oscar nom stuff i think once you and i actually watch more of the movies it'll yeah. be like something good to revisit and we definitely will in yeah, preparation for the broadcast and for the awards but is there any one or two final thoughts maybe that you want to mention no not really um when is your film gonna get nominated for best picture my film yeah i'm looking for a nice 2030 release date somewhere in there do i get to be the main star absolutely yes 
I'm like Marvel. I'm planning like 10 years out in advance, not knowing that if it'll actually be made. Right. Oh, my God. Be like the Thunderbolts and get like, do you see the two of its uh Yeah, and the, the, uh, the, the bear actress. She left. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Stephen Ewan mm-hmm. got replaced by uh, Bill Pullman. Or hmm. not Bill Pullman. Uh, or is it Bill Pullman? I don't know who got replaced by. So I, I, mean, I can't be. I might be thinking of the dad instead of the son. The kid that's in Top Gun. Uh, that's the the guy with the glasses. It's like Bob. Oh yeah, that Pullman guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. No, Bill Pullman's the dad. I don't know what the son's name is. Yeah, the son's name is Hangman. That's Glenn Powell. <laughs> Dude, Glenn Powell's a movie with Richard Linklater. Speaking of Before Sunrise, he does. I think it comes out later this year. It looks fun. It does. I saw a little bit of the trailer and I was like, this looks like a vibe. Yeah. We'll get an Oscar nom. Who knows? Probably not. Richard Linklater does not get Oscar noms, unfortunately. He well, doesn't. actually. Most times he does. Most times. I will say they actually finally did recognize the before trilogy at the very end because I think they did give some noms for writing. Yeah. For the last two, they did writing. Yeah. And then maybe he got like maybe one or two other ones. But dare they say they win it? No. Not a. I mean, Boyhood, I got some Oscar noms. Yeah. That is an interesting experiment that I'm excited to watch. Sam, I... <laughs> that is a wild idea. <laughs> it's insane. Let's make a short film for every year for 12 years and release it as one big movie. I love To that. make one big movie. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's a I, crazy idea. And I mean, um, isn't some filmmaker going to try and like up the, up the ante and do like a longer one? I saw that. Wasn't it like for... 20 years or something yeah which i mean like boyhood's already pretty long i mean like it's like i can't remember if it's like 12 years or 15 years or something like that but like adding another like five or so years to that's gonna be insane that's a lot of time out of your life yeah for one one project exactly and i mean like i get you can do other things on the side but like at the end of the day you still have to go back to it yep every year like every other year and you have to yeah round up everyone again no matter what they're doing Mm mm-hmm so whole nightmare with scheduling among other things it's exactly crazy yeah i mean it's a wonder that richard did it yeah uh, yeah for sure all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening or watching to this podcast episode if you listen to this and you want to watch future episodes we'll, we have our youtube linked in our little link what is it called link tree yeah link tree tj you should oh, by the way TJ, you should update that i should okay I, I kind of forgot it existed yeah tj created a really nice link tree for us that needs a little updating so in that link tree tj will otherwise i will uh, take him out <laughs> shit <laughs> i will we will have a link for the youtube channel so you can watch our next episodes on youtube yeah and without further ado, I think we'll catch you. I don't know what we're going to do next, but we'll catch you on the next episode of uh, the po- po- Manic Movie Misses podcast. Rocky Ranking? Wait, have, have we? Did we never do that? We never did it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot about the movie, and then we for- collectively forgot yeah. about the ranking. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Next episode, we dive into the Rocky movies. Peace. That's uh...